And now, the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. Here are your hosts, Brandon Staten and Tyler Hansbrough. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Sleephawk Worldwide Podcast. I'm Sleep Dog with the Big Hulk. It's the Big Hulk. What's up, everybody? What's up, SHWW? We're ready to go. Great pod. Uh, Sleep, what do you want to jump to first? Man, we got all kinds of stuff. We were literally trying a new shout-out little situation here for those guys listening on the pod instead of uh, watching the pod live. You know, we got a new setup. We are chilling in some, like, tailgate lawn chairs indoors uh, with a little bit of an oxymoron there. But uh, we were talking right before. We didn't, we didn't write anything down. Usually we show up, we got like five bullet points. We spend 20 minutes and we get five mm-hmm. bullet points and we just go with it. And it usually is, uh, it is what it is. Uh, we are letting the fans decide this time. And we've already got a lot of hot topics. So I think we are going to start ad-libbing things from this point forward. One of the things we just got asked right out of nowhere, who's the best team of all time? Is 09 team the best team of all time? You say yes, I say no. I was talking about college ever. Uh, oh wow! Jay Billis had, I think, us in his top five of all. Wow! Top five or something of all time. Top ten for sure. But Sleep Dog said, "Oh, five is better." You know, let's I hear was, it out. So old Sleep, they weren't even in the top twenty. You got to remember that old Sleep Dog was a long, uh, had a long tenure in undergrad. So I damn near came up on the seventeen still in undergrad. <laughs> but I, I made oh five and I made oh nine. All I'm saying is we lost four games in oh five. We lost the first game. Uh, which was a disaster. Ray Felton was out of that game, but we, there's no way. I mean, who'd you guys lose to? Uh, St. Mary's. No, you lost to Santa Clara. Santa Clara. That's yep. how important they are. Um, we lost to Wake Forest in triple overtime. We lost to Duke at Duke, and we lost to Boston College, maybe in the in the in the ACC. Boston tournament. College was good, so yeah. let's not sleep on them. So they might have Jared Dudley. And dude, I'm telling you, man, we obliterated everybody else. I remember I had David Noel on that team. We had all those guys. I mean, dude, we would literally beat like I got to tell you, we got to go into the to the stats here. I get that 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 from a pro perspective, the 09 team was better and it's a it is one hell of a fun argument. I just remember going to those games in 05. I remember Kentucky. Who was the starting lineup for 05? We had Felton, we had uh Sean May, we had McCants. We had uh, Jawad Williams. Jawad Williams. I'm trying to think of who the starters. It were. wasn't Melvin Scott, was it? No, no, no. It was. Uh, I mean, we had like Jackie Manuel on that team. We had David Noel on that team. We had Very Byron Sanders place. on that team. We had uh, uh, Wes was on that team, right? Uh, let's see, 2005. So the big rotation for our team, you had Marvin Williams coming. Marvin off the bench. Williams was a sixth man. Yeah. So we had Tyler Zeller, Ed Davis. Deion Thompson, myself, that was a big rotation. Great players. Um, very good players. Two ACC Player of the Years, myself and Zeller. We had Wayne Ellington, Danny Green, I think Marcus was hurt, Bobby Fraser, Ty Lawson. Oh, we had Rayshon Terry. That was it, rounded out our starting lineup. Rayshon was good. Great, um, great college player. No, 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 about great. He was good. Not great. He was good. A great ACC player. Okay, listen. I'm telling you, when you look man to man, I hear I'm going to run through the entire lineup because I got it in front of me. Already, what you've said makes me feel like I'm wrong, but I'm not going by the players. I'm going by 
the statistical onslaught of the what, how the season transpired. Jesse Holly never liked that guy. Melvin Scott, Ray Felton, Ray Sean Terry, Brooks Foster, Jackie Manuel, Quentin Thomas, also a rapper, Charlie Everett, clearly the guy for the GPA, Wes Miller, Marvin Williams, Damian Grant, Rashad McCants, David Noel, C.J. Hooker, Byron Sanders, Sean May. You know, that, I'll admit, does not jump off the page at you, but, oh, that's the 2021-22 schedule. When you get into, like, actually what, like, the results. Listen, the 05 team was very good. They were very good. Uh, Ray Felton, Sean May, we can just go ahead and say they were the anchors and they were their two best players um, on the team. Rashad, Rashad was good. Yeah, he but was I a great player. He was, a, yeah, he was a very good college player. Um, I think he hurt him at times, though. I think he was a sporadic player that took bad shots, but I think he, I think he was a gamer and I think he hit big shots um, as well. And I think they had players that really, you know, their whole team chemistry was great. So what they did is they had players buy into the role, and I think Jackie Manuel is one of those guys that, you know, Jackie. Jackie wasn't an offensive elite offensively, but he was elite defensively. Yeah, he was a hell of a defensive player. And he player. did dirty work, and he was an underrated player that not a lot of people talk about. But he was one of those players that he had a positive impact on the game. And what I say by that is, you know, you look at today's game, and you have too many people looking to score, looking to, you know, if they don't score, then they get their they put their head down, they don't impact the game positively. Okay. And what I mean by this is this is a real important piece in today's game. Scoring is overemphasized. Okay. And scoring is so little part of the game. Uh, not everyone can score 20, 30 a night, but what you can do when you get on the court is you can have a positive impact. You can, you can guard. Okay. You can be a great help side defender. You can pass the ball. You can bring energy. You can run. And I don't think anybody did that better than Jackie. And they had other key pieces. Jawad Williams was amazing. Uh, you know, guys like Jawad, you forget how good they are until mm-hmm. you watch clips. Jawad was very good, could mix it up outside. You know, honestly, Jawad would fit today's game much better than he did back then. You know, we talk about Big May, and Big May's had some bad breaks because he is, when it talks about touch around the rim, a big body, and having soft feet, hands. Big May had that, and Big May was a hell of a player, one of the best rebounders uh, I've definitely played against, and very good post moves. Just had a lot of injuries, and he had a little conditioning problem at times, but he was at his peak in 05. Nobody in college could guard him. Ray Felton was the most competitive point guard, one of the most competitive point guards we've had at Carolina. Very good team, but what I say right here, 09 Verse 05 at their best. You take 05 at their best versus 09 at their best, not a chance. Not a chance. We had Wayne Ellington, Final Four MVP. We had so many weapons that you never really knew you could pick your poison. You know, you had me down low. You had Wayne outside. You had Danny who could get electric and just kind of go off. Uh, not really many people talk about that. They always say, I oh, wasn't really good. Danny was good in college. Uh, Ty Lawson, who was the ACC player of the year that year, uh, beat me out for it, but he was a hell of a player. He could go off. You had me interiorly in, inside, and you had Dion. Now, Dion went off a lot, and when Dion provided that spark, he was good and gave us a lift. And you had uh, Zeller, who got hurt halfway through the year, but Ed Davis, 
defensively, uh, he was elite. Uh, he was an elite defender. Uh, and we had a lot of pieces that came in and fit, played their role. Uh, Fraser, unbelievable, showed up in big games. Um, tough competitor, did his part. We had guys that did that. Uh, but this argument's valid uh, because we're, in my opinion, the two best teams at Carolina. I think 09 edges them. You know, it's funny because I'm literally like, I've always just remember. So that was my first real like UNC experience was 05. And I just remember going to games and just blowing the doors off of people. But I'm comparing both results side by side, nothing more than the final scores. Because, I mean, it, regardless of who you play, when you're winning by 20 and 30 points a game, I mean, against like ACC competition sometimes, I guess I didn't, I honestly didn't realize that you guys had probably a better margin of victory. I mean, there's some, there's some games in here that are just like, like Michigan State, the regular season, 98-63. I mean, you guys clobbered Michigan State. And then there's these other, you know, I, I, I remember the cornerstone game in 05 for me was the Kentucky game. They had Rajon Rondo was a point guard. They had uh, Azabuki was a great player that they had at the time. There was a lot of guys. I think maybe they had uh, they had a couple other dudes that were NBA guys, and they showed up, and it was like one of those Sunday games. I think we were both in the top five, and, dude, they didn't have a chance from the jump. We beat the shit out of Kentucky, <laughs> and it was awesome, right? But, like, um, you know, we beat the hell out of Maryland. You know, we beat a lot of great teams by a lot. But I'm sitting here looking, and it's hard to remember. Like I'm sitting here looking at the first, which I'll go like ten and 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, You know, five, six, and let's just yeah. 09 was it was a rocky year. It wasn't the smoothest year. Well, you lost two out of three at one point. Everybody freaked out. But that yeah, was, we lost the first two games of ACC play, and we lost to very good teams. But also, I was injured for a good part of the beginning of the year, and so there was a lot of coming back in and out of the lineup and things like that. But we didn't really start clicking until, you know, Ty, I think Ty might've been dealing with the the toe towards the end of the year. Mm -hmm. And he came back and he played the Duke game at Duke. He went off. He went off. He was great. And then uh, we went to ACC tournament, lost to Florida state. If I recall, yep. Yep. lost yep. to Florida state. And that gave us, cause we didn't have the extra game. It gave us time to go back to Chapel right. Hill uh, rest, recover, focus, and get ready for this tournament. And we showed out in the tournament. We all damn near lost to LSU. That was our closest game. And they had Marcus Thornton, who was a pro, a very good pro. Um, yeah, that was the closest game and won by 14. Actually, Oklahoma was with Blake Griffin. They and, must have came back at the end because yeah. I felt like that game was um, – we controlled that game. What yeah. was the final of the Oklahoma? Uh, 72-60. So they never had a shot. Six, 60 points. I don't think we scored less than 60 the, points. Then we played Gonzaga. Gonzaga was a tough team. Gonzaga was low-key tough. Yeah. And they had some players. No, you guys I, had Villanova that game. That, that was game. the final four. Oh, no, you had you had Gonzaga, then you had Oklahoma. Yep, that's mm -hmm. how it worked yep. out. Yep. yep. Might as well have been there. Yeah, and then you, <laughs> you guys just throttled Michigan State again. And uh, anyway, I don't know, man. There's an argument to be made. Hey, it is. It's a great argument. Yeah, dude, it's a fun one. There's, there's a no-brainer out there that 17 is the least talented. And honestly, I'll, I'll say this. The 05 team is very close to Carolina fans' heart because Coach Williams came back and got that championship after yeah. some tough years. And so a lot of Carolina fans have been through a lot. They didn't know what to expect. They were nervous. You know, they had some tough years. 
Coach Williams shows up, does a great job. They get a championship, and that was like the cornerstone. Like that was a huge point in UNC basketball because it, you know, it 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 brought us back. It uh, it we corrected ourselves, which was good, and it happens. Yeah, I'm looking at, you know, 111 seasons. This is you guys. I guess this is opponent points per game. So you guys scored in 0405. They scored 88 points a game while giving up 70, 80, 18 point margin. 0809, you guys scored 89.8, almost 90 points a game, which is insane, and gave up 72. So like right at 17 points. You know, so it is. Yeah, I mean, it's, again, like you look at the players and it's really no contest. I mean, you both lost four games, uh, 34 and four versus 33 and four, uh, 14 and two in the ACC, 13 and three in the ACC. I mean, dude, it was, it's a fun argument. I think the players, there's no doubt about it, right? Like the 09 team is loaded with, even the players that didn't play in the NBA were, you know, I think much more memorable, but, um. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think what I'm getting at is you might have changed my mind, and not because you're sitting here. Um, what a what a I mean, dude, those guys were so good. All uh, both of those teams were. Mm-hmm. I think probably the two best teams I've ever seen in college. I mean, name it. This is a good one. Name a team that was better, besides like some UCLA when they played a bunch of, you know, high school teams for 30 years in a row and won. You know, there's some really good college teams out there. When we talk about it. Uh, you know, I'm not sure when the last team to go back to back was, and I hate to say it because it could be the people down the road. But no, nah, I don't think it was. Them. It was Florida. Was it not Florida? Yeah, when Florida's they had done it since then. Joe, Joakim Noah and Al Horford. Al, 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 yeah, Al, Al Horford. Al Horford. And yeah. they had Corey Brewer. Yeah. And they had that team was very good. Yeah. Uh, they won it back to back. Billy Donovan was the coach. Very good team. Um, let's see here. Who else? Some other. Uh, I mean, there was some great. Uh, Great Michigan State teams. There was, I hate to say it, but there were some good. What Kentucky Michigan State teams. team are you talking? Like, when is the last time Michigan State, Mateen Cleaves? Well, I mean, they were good. I'm saying good teams, not necessarily championship teams. Oh, okay. But they were. I mean, hell, they went to the finals against against us twice. I mean, they were they were good teams. No, uh, we beat Illinois in uh, 05. Mm-hmm. Illinois was a very. Oh, sorry, good team. yeah, but they beat. But you beat. We Michigan beat them State in the final there. four. Yeah. Yep. So, you know, Villanova's had great teams. Uh, let's see. The last one to go back-to-back back, uh, was Florida. And then they had – it's so – so it grosses me out to see that – what is it? That 2010 Duke one. They beat Butler, and they should have lost in that half-court shot. And they, I, they do – anyway. That was in Indianapolis. I lived in yeah. Indy that time. Yep. Ugh. And then they won in Indy again against Wisconsin. It's like their last two have been just jokes. Yeah. Like they ain't played anybody on the way there. Anyway, yep. All right. So – I guess the uh, argument is settled in that it's not settled, but uh, always an interesting conversation. What's next, man? We got the uh, – what, what do the people want? Do they want The Bachelor? I'll give you guys The Bachelor in Paradise because I feel like it is – it's important. All right. So here we go. Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, this is my first time watching the In Paradise, and it's not my style because – it is drama field, and what I mean by that is we have two couples that were in a prior relationship going on to Bachelor in Paradise. 
Uh, we have Piper and Brendan who saw each other, hung out, went on a few dates, and right. And Brendan goes to Bachelor in Paradise, and Piper's coming in after. They're in a relationship, and so Brendan plays along, and then like strings this girl along, and acts like he likes her, and then Piper Piper gets there, and then he just throws her to the curve, and just goes right after Piper. My first thing is, guys, don't be so obvious if you ever make this move. Just you know, like God, I've like I'm so into Piper. That could have been a little different. So it just defeats the purpose of going on Bachelor in Paradise. And what I mean by that is there's another couple in here. Chris, he's talking to some girl in Bachelor in Paradise. They have this party for a select few. They bring in some more girls are coming onto the show. Chris is talking to this girl. He's really feeling her. Then all of a sudden he sees this other girl and just leaves her and starts making out with this girl on the dance floor right in front of her and has already poured her heart out to this girl and is just like cold-blooded, leaving her on the dance floor, just treats her like absolute trash. And he, at one point, he even walked by her and said, BRB. And then in the corner, he's, <laughs> he's sloppy drunk, making out with this new girl. Well, it turns out she's not so new. They, they kind of have a relationship prior to the show. And boy, oh boy. The contestants did not like that, and they did not like the way that uh, Jacinia was treated, mm. and that was her name. Do you remember her? I don't. Thank God. She actually looks good, and I feel bad for her, and I wish her that she finds love. My heart goes to her. Godly. Guys, like, they went on the show to get clout. They wanted followers, and they talk about <laughs> it. Brandon talks about it with Piper, and to me, is like, like what what do people do nowadays just to get followers and attention on social media and all this other stuff? It just it just drove me crazy and just mm, I don't know, sleep. You yeah, have to check, man. It's you know, like oh boy. It just made me dumber, man. And that's a low bar. I mean, or high <laughs> bar. You know, I want however you want to look at it. But uh yeah, man. I I, I, I tried to do it, you know, to to to, to become, you know, uh, a, a regular watcher, to, you know, keep up with it. But damn, man, that shit's stressful. It leaves me, I'm stressed out when I'm done. So Serena P has found love. Good to Good. Joe, oh, who yeah. they call him Grocery Store Joe. Just off the wagon. Is what? that the same guy? No, on he's the, not on the. On the, the no, he's not. Not the. He's not the <laughs> the purebreded yeah. uh, drug addict yeah. that uh, would do anything for. That's a new element. To yeah. The show. Um, <laughs> it's not Tasha's uh, fiance. Oh yeah, boyfriend. different Serena. Yeah, so Serena is uh, all in for this guy Joe. Joe's all in for Serena. Absolutely all in. Well, Joe was engaged at one point in his life, and they met in Bachelor in Paradise. Well, they break up. You would never guess who comes back on the show. His ex fiance comes mm. back on the show. She is. Um, she's into Joe. And it's obvious, and Joe's into Serena P. And Serena P has our heart, and we we were all about her. And I don't know, some of that thing is kind of you know worn off, but they're the most realistic couple out there, and I like both of them. They're both funny, uh, have a good uh, good energy towards each other. But boy, oh boy, is this uh, this ex just lingering over there like a hawk, watching every moment. And she's got some fake relationship going on because we can tell she's just stringing. Uh, poor Ivan on. I don't know what's going to happen. There's, a, there's. I feel like there's about to be a big explosion. So I'm really into it. How much of it is left? 
It's, got, it's getting close to the end. God, right? I, I guys, I hope it's almost done. To you be and me honest both, with buddy. You. I ain't even watching it. And I hope it's almost done. Yeah, um, it's a I great think, one to watch together with a group of friends, so you can all laugh at it, and then you know. But I, that's what we do. We have a big group. We have the the bachelor crew, and sleep has taken himself away from the bachelor in paradise. He can only take so much, but. <laughs> Had to make the right decision for me. Something else that ain't worth watching is the Washington football team. They're on right now as we speak, uh, playing the Giants on Thursday night football, I think. Let's uh, let's check the damage. Uh, who you got in that one? I don't even think it's on yet. Uh, 8-20. The, the Giants. And who is the quarterback? Remember, this was a big discussion a while back. Is it that? Tyler Heineke. Heineken? Heineke. Um, is what, that the quarterback? Don't touch the Heineke. Uh, yeah, that's him. I thought they signed somebody. Well, they had Ryan Fitzpatrick. He broke his hip or something in the first game. Done. That's what happens when you sign a 50-year-old. Eight weeks. Eight weeks he's out. Uh, so it's uh, Heineke and Daniel Jones. Um, <laughs> this thing says on ESPN, as, Was- as Washington football team's QB quest enters year 29 – ESPN Analytics ranks its past 30 starters because they've had 30 starters in 29 years, which is embarrassing. But Washington, they they lose to the Chargers in week one, and they are somehow, the Giants are so bad that they are four-point favorites at home. I thought the Washington was supposed to be good. Their defense is supposed to be good. Um I think the Chargers, whatever, uh, what's his face? Um, who's their quarterback, man? He's Sleep. Herbert. Do you, you don't watch The Bachelor in Paradise by yourself? No. Do you with the glass? Okay. I, I do not. Right. Um, oh, well, <laughs> I mean, people out tell my secrets, but it's fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't watch it. Don't like it. Fauci approved always. 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 Uh, we, we we actually we send him the, the blueprint of the place and where everybody's sitting, yeah. open a window and have a fan he, going. Fauci's sitting out there in the uh in the green room, uh, and he gave us tests himself the, uh before we These in. fucking variants are getting highly yeah. sophisticated. Yeah, I don't know what's after Delta. Jesus Christ. Tyler's uh, getting the Finley, <laughs> the Finley <laughs> the Finley variant right now. Who's getting accosted by the mascot? Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's uh, it is not looking pretty. But I tell you what, man. We went to the game last week. Watched uh, watched the Leopards go down to the Tar Heels, and you know, it was packed house. Um, you know, masks optional, of course, but uh, you know, uh, wasn't wasn't totally full. Uh, I feel great and. Um, you know, it was good to see the heels get back on track. We got Virginia coming up Saturday. We're going to be back there. Um, what'd you think about, I mean, we drank a lot of water guys. We drank, we were hydrated on it Saturday. Was, guys, listen, it was a blistering hot out and I'll tell uh, you what guys, I put sunscreen on and I loaded up with, uh, hydration oh, after man. hydration. I was making them disappear. Mm. Um, what did I think of it? I think we're good. I want to see us beat a decent team. Uh, Virginia's going to be a good test. Um, I don't know if Virginia's good. I don't know if they're bad. I know they're an ACC school, and they're, they've got to be somewhat good because they're Virginia, and I thought Virginia was somewhat decent. So we'll see. Prediction, three touchdowns. Sam Howell just going to be slinging them back there. I, I, I was impressed with Sam Howell. I think he had some unbelievable passes. Um 
But I still think, you know, it's something to be said. These young guys, man, getting tested on the road, that's not easy. I mean, sitting out, the yeah. whole COVID thing, no pe- nobody in the fans. I mean, you could call plays. It's easy to do those things when you can hear everybody talking. What's going to happen when you're in a, an atmosphere that's electric? You can't – you're not comfortable. You can't hear your teammates. you got to have that rhythm. you got to have that chemistry. you got to be able to play in those conditions, okay? And when you have those expectations, you got to go out there and put up. Uh, people are going to be coming after you. You know, whether you like it or not, that's where we're at. If you want to be good, you got to perform. You got to do the things to be good. You know, the thing for me is, you know, we did what we were supposed to do in that game. We controlled it start to finish. Sam ran for two, ran for about 100 yards, had a couple touchdowns, three touchdowns due to air. Uh, You know, we looked like we did what we were supposed to do, right? I mean, we were in control of that game from the jump. And that's what you, you know, it's, it's, it's a good thing. I think that we had that game, um, you know, on the rebound and, uh, I mean, put up 600 yards of offense. I'm looking here. Uh, it's not a big win in my opinion. No, it's not a big win at all, but it is, it was reassuring. I was concerned that we were going to go out and be up like 23, 17 at halftime and win that game, like. 3317 or something and just look bad doing it. But we didn't. We looked we did exactly what we were supposed to do. You know, we're up 14 nothing. Uh yeah, we scored a touchdown I think the first drive of the game and it was over. Game was over. Yeah. And that's what you wanted. And you know, Sam looked good. Probably I mean some of that stuff you got some young guys we talked on the fir- after the first week about new guys and new roles, right? They got to get in a rhythm a little bit and this was a game that you know, uh, really gave them the opportunity to do that. Virginia should be a landslide. Um, we should win that game easily, but Virginia always seems to have our number. And, you know, I will be really glad. I'd like to know the last time we beat Virginia at home. It's been a while, I feel like at least. Yeah, I think when we were in school, they had uh, that long guy that played yeah. in the NFL for yeah, all yeah. the – man, he Howie was a Long's beast. Son. Yeah, that Chris guy was, Long, I Chris guess. Long, yeah, he was really good. We're only uh, an eight-point favorite. Yeah. So I mean that's that's not unreasonable. I mean, um let's see, Virginia is somehow we're an eight point favorite, but it's like this score predictor oh, thing. Buck. <laughs> Who's Buck? Oh man, that's Hermes guy. Oh uh, nice. We played golf with him, man. Great dude. Uh hey man, let's go, Buck. I would love to see you. Buck, man, Buck's old school. He got on there, he went down to Goodfellas and got the, got on the mic and was just dropping it. These young kids, man, they don't know what Buck's up to, man. Wow. They uh, Buck stops here. Yeah. And man, let's do it, man. Let's get back up. Me, sleep dog, Herm, and Buck, man. Let's cannons around, drop on through, then say hello and goodbye. But yeah, man, that would be Buck's yeah, thanks for tuning in, Buck. Buck, can't wait to see you on Saturday. Uh, hope you're going to be around. This is a beautiful segue because, all right, first of all, we're going to come back to this, but me and the Big Hawk are back where we belong tomorrow. That's on the course winning mm-hmm. championships. Yeah. We'll get to that in a second. Following Friday, this is a tune-up for the championship. They're going the following Friday. We take our tour to South Hill, Virginia, booming metropolis, Southern Virginia, right along Highway 58 with the one and only Hermie Sadler. Uh, we're going to bring him on the pod. we we'll live, I think, <laughs> from the faux show uh sports bar and buck we're gonna be there and uh canon uh uh yeah we also saw canon friday night uh or friday night saturday night 
barely remember, but we saw him. <laughs> and uh, anyway, guys, we are, you know, I know the average listener here might not know Herm. You're going to get to know Herm. We have a lot of cool stuff. And if you're not following us, we're going to be doing, uh, I guess you are if you're on Instagram, but we're going to be doing some, uh, you know, some live feeds from the course. Um, you're going to want to tune in for these because watching us golf, I mean, it's way better than the shit you see on TV. Guys, you think the Ryder Cup's exciting. <laughs> you tune in to Sleephawk Worldwide tomorrow and you'll mm. see some, you'll see some golf shots. Go- golf shots is Lots an understatement. You're going to see some pin seeking missiles thrown at these things. So tune oh, yeah. in. Oh, yeah. We'll be hitting them sideways, straightways, undercuts, overcuts. <laughs> uh, and Jean-Claude Tandan will be there with us. We don't even have a fourth yet. Might Mm-mm. not even bring one. Mm-mm. We might roll up to a four-man scramble with three men <laughs> and uh, still take it down. So, I mean, that's just how we roll, and <laughs> we're going to apologize about it. But, uh, yeah, so we're doing that tomorrow uh, down at, at Keith Hills and Bowie's Creek. North. We're just on a tour of the more populous areas of the, the southeast here, and Bowie's Creek – uh, tomorrow and South Hill VA uh, on uh, the week that follows. But yeah, I mean, we'll come home with, uh, we'll have the trophies on the, on display back here in the uh, bookcase when we get back. What else is, uh, what else we got going on, dude? Um, this whole thing about just letting everybody else do it is really sounds good coming out of the gate, but there were like three things that we wanted to talk about that I've already forgotten about. No, oh, the, the schedule. Oh, the basketball schedule. Here's one thing. Let me start with this, okay? Because we're going to talk about the schedule, but that is, to me, is the dumbest thing that people get excited about. You can tell there's nothing else going on because it's like you already know half the teams we're going to play because we're in a conference. But I love when people like when the NFL or whatever league it is, they roll out the schedule and it's like everybody's like, oh, the schedule's out. It's like, all right. The big hey, well, there is something to get excited about. What's this. that? And I've been talking about it for a while. We have Duke, the last game of the year, um, the last game for ACC play in Cameron, mm-hmm. and it's Coach K's last oh, game yeah. to coach in Cameron. Um, yeah, that's not by accident. That would be an amazing moment for Tar Heels. I, I, I normally don't like jumping ahead of the schedule, but guys, if we could hand K his an L. Um, God, can you the imagine? The last game he coaches in Cameron, that would be an amazing moment. Can you imagine the calls they, they're going to get you know in that what? game? You know what? I can't imagine. You know, I played in Cameron. I didn't get a damn call. Uh, one Didn't even touch the free throw line. Now, that's a whole nother subject. You tell me I get calls, I'm, I'm sick of it. As physical players I am, and I didn't even touch the free throw line one game there. Now, if the... Let's let's just say it's going to be a hard game to win because there's going to have they're going to have eight players out there. Oh yeah, we're not going to get a damn call. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to see how bad of a game this is going to be. Refed. There's no way these refs. The way K gets away with talking to these refs during games is comical. No other ref does that. No other ref disrespects uh, the officials the way he does. Um, do I respect it? I got a lot of respect for K. He's deserved it. He's, he's had a lot of success, but I don't, I don't like the way he talks to the refs and yells at them and, and stares them down. Uh, that's, uh, that's not good at any level. Um, but we'll see where we'll see where this goes. I'm fired up for it. I think we got a good team. I think these kids are going to do great. And I would love to see us go in there to Cameron, beat his ass before he sits down. 
You and me both, buddy, and you know there'd be famous people coming out of the woodwork to go to that dumpster that hot box and sit in there and watch that lame-ass team play. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's going to be – here's the thing that gets me about the schedule is we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight home conference games in the middle of the schedule. Um, it's like we don't even play any road games. It's weird. Um, anyway, but yeah, I mean, that is to me, we got to figure out Sleephawk Worldwide. We're going to start a GoFundMe page for the, uh, for the, um, referee fund, you know, and we're going to, we're going to slide it up under their, uh, under their floor mats in their car or something when they pull in the parking lot, put it in their, in, in their locker so that we got a fighting chance of getting like at least, you know, we're going to get out free throw two to one in that game. Call it right here, right now, six months ahead of time. They're not going to do it like that because that's too obvious. They're going to get us. They're going to. They're going to make little calls to change the momentum. Answer, it always happens. Baycott will have five fouls in the first half. They'll be trying to foul him out of the game. But hey, let's not even let's not even go there because we don't. We'll, we'll beat him regardless. Yeah, we're going to win. We're going to beat him regardless. Yeah, I mean, we're going to dominate. So kicks off season kicks off Friday, October fifteenth, exactly. A month minus day uh, um, away with late night. I'm I'm excited uh, about the start of basketball season, and I think Hubert's doing a great job. Uh, I'll say this to the Tar Heel fans out there: I love Coach Davis, and I love his energy. It seems like we've gotten a lot of recruits, and the guys are really buying into him. So I'm excited to see what he can do. I know we got a lot of momentum, um, but uh, I'm excited for this year. I'm really excited because I feel like we we have a chance to see a group like that can grow a little bit together, and um, I'm I'm excited for them, and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I love the staff. The staff is great. Uh, it's going to be different not seeing Coach uh, Williams mm-hmm. on the sidelines, but uh, it's time to it's time to pull for coach Davis in these Tar Heels. I'm all in. I'm I'm ready to go. Number and 1 recruiting I think, class in 2022. I, I think he's I think he's going to do an amazing job and yeah. I'm excited for Me too. for everybody in the program. Me too. You think you think coach will go to the game? They, uh I don't know. I think he'll go to the I think he'll go to Cameron for that last game probably as a as a gesture. <laughs> I don't know. To see it, him lose? I don't know. Not us, but them, you know. Who knows? Uh it'd be interesting. It's going to be an interesting season. Uh, comment has been made, you know, we're going to, I mean, boy, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have to take that medicine every damn 24 hours at ESPN. They're going to have some sort of Coach K watch, right? This would be like a countdown clock for, you know, like when you watch the news, they have like the count of positive COVID cases and it just rolls. It's like This going to be like a clock until Coach K retires. It'll be like, you know, six months, 13 days 12 hours, 36 minutes, and 12 seconds. It'll just constantly roll on ESPN until until it's over. <laughs> I can't uh, – I don't know. I'd rather watch The Bachelor. Um, anyway. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, basketball, we got number one recruit class 2022. Football's looking good. Basketball's looking promising. Um, although there's nowhere to go but up right now. And, uh, yeah, I mean, so so those are some, some better days ahead, Tar Heel fans, and hopefully we can actually attend the games – which I still think had a lot to do with some of the, the challenges we've had in the past, uh, you know, past two years on on either side. What uh, what else coming up this weekend? Are you footballing this weekend? Are you uh, um, are you are you playing fantasy? No, I'm out. Good for you. We're gonna. Hey guys, I know we say this. We've been saying this for what 
We'll, we'll do DraftKings. We'll for do sure. DraftKings. Yeah, yeah, we'll for sure. We'll, we'll get, get as soon as we can get Cam on here. Cam's actually the one responsible for getting that part off the ground. Uh, we ain't heard much from him on that front. So you know, don't blame us. Blame him. Anything else? Stay safe. Stay safe.